0: Yes, sir.
1: Um, So I heard you gave a talk, uh, actually an inquiry session at IMS, maybe in 2007 or something.
0: Yes. Um,
1: And I think the inquiry ended with the statement that the the abode of the wise is the unconditioned. Yes. And I think that kind of sparked an interest in me. And every time after that I sat, um, I said, all right, this is conditioned, this is conditioned, this is conditioned, all of this is conditioned. Um, I ended up reading an article by Thanissaro Bhikkhu. Thanissaro, yes. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm.
0: he,
1: he mentioned that Buddha never spoke about self and no self because I had this idea, just an idea, that maybe the self cannot find the condition. Mm-hmm. So I started practicing with this idea of no self uh, because he mentions that how that needs to be. Uh, just a view and not necessarily the reality. Um, so having said all that, I'm just trying to figure out if in my practice <laughs> there's a way uh, oh to right. still think about oh. unconditioned or maybe mm. find what they call emptiness or something mm. similar. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> so It's good to start on an easy question. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll uh, we'll go uh, step by step. Uh, um, it is genuinely uh, an important concern. It genuinely takes quite some meditation and uh, reflection uh, upon. If we take it uh, uh, step by step, but let me before I respond one or two questions, of course, I'd just like to uh, check this afternoon I spoke about dependent arising and this kind of issues of the personal life we might call it Um, in terms of your practice and and exploration what's your response when you hear from people like me that life is full of all of these conditions that make things happen, what feels important for you to have a real sense and experience that life is just full of all of these conditions that make life up, make us up, why is it important to really look into it for you?
1: So I would possibly talk only about my practice. Good, yeah, Um, yeah, best. um, best. Yeah, so whenever I'm doing a walking meditation, I would find myself in a very grim state, like not smiling at all or not Mm. happy. And I go like, maybe this is a dependent arising (laughs) from the past that, oh my God, I've had so much of trouble that all of that is coming here right now. Um, But then the idea of... um, Practicing loving kindness and practicing goodwill and generosity um, comes into place because that's where you could Mm. not cling to the dependent and then could cultivate uh, what's called like the right view, (laughs) maybe.
0: (laughs) Go go step by step. So sometimes, quite appropriate, Um, there is um, the walking meditation and there's some mood, state of mind and one looks like death warmed up or something you know, kind of grim <laughs> And uh, in the uh, uh, walking uh, process. There is some recognition uh, of that, yeah? that's the, the mindful aspect of this one's Mindful, yeah. my, my feeling, my mood, my state of mind and there is some capacity also to make some change mm-hmm which uh, is precious and valuable and that change can then allow happiness, kindness, empathy, connection to emerge a little bit more easily and freely so that there's a changing of conditions which weren't very pleasing or comfortable to be with to some fresh conditions called kindness, called friendship, called happiness peacefulness or, uh, or whatever at the moment does it seem like for yourself that life is fully about the exploration of different conditions and seeing and knowing those kind of conditions which support you and work for you, does that, does that feel to be the main current for you
1: uh, the idea of wholesome and unwholesome, yes, I think All if right. you want to put it in like the terms, yes, uh, yes. So cultivating the wholesome definitely yeah. is the, is like the motive of meditation. Yes, yeah, Okay. But also <laughs> to know the unconditioned. Mm.
0: All right. Okay. <laughs> so the cultivation of the wholesome uh, 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 there in the variety of qualities. There. and that might include the mindfulness and the meditations and uh, the generosity and the friendships and the compassion and the equanimity to develop these deep qualities of the, of the human being and there's no limit to the depth and the expanse of all of those qualities before we come to the uh, unconditioned in the middle of what you said You mentioned the the self, the variety of views that may arise. So, you referred to Bhikkhu Thanissaro, who is a rather preeminent scholar and translator of uh, many Buddhist texts. A little bit freestyle, but translation uh, there. And in all of this field of conditions, What's the sense of, from your practice here, of self, or not self, or no self? What's what's the sense? There Are these conditions taking place? Some changes in the conditions, the walking meditation being the example. Where is, or what is the self in all of this? And you think, what's the
1: view? Um, I think I have a view on no self I have and a view and not us, I'm self. Curious. Uh, um, so I realized that a lot of my um, so, so the thoughts that come yes. during yeah. during the meditation are sort of coreless, like they come out of nowhere
0: come out of nowhere uh, could be dependent, mm. but they literally come out <laughs> of nowhere. <laughs> um, You'd be, you'd be lucky if they did, but carry on. <laughs> all right, go on all
1: right. um, so I have no control over them, <coughs> no. and it's like I say, All right, shut up, but they never do. No. Um, and I think <laughs> that's the same case with the feeling or the mood um, or the pain in the body. Mm. It just comes out of nowhere. Mm. Um, so my self sort of resides in the thought itself. Mm. And if I take away that thought, yes. then. There is no self apparently and right. even for, even in the walking meditation, the idea of going forward is sort of like another thought itself. Another what? Another thought. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of like moving in a chain and like not breaking in between and it's just my thought that says this is I. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Step by step, <laughs> there is uh, the experience which is taking place, and then thoughts emerge. And a couple of times, I just want to check with you. The comment was was made. The thoughts. That come from nowhere they just come from nowhere the feelings come from nowhere and therefore that could be said to be a confirmation of no self Mm -hmm. involved no self, could be Is there, or would you have a concern about a view that all these thoughts are coming from nowhere?
1: Would so I have a concern? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: well, yes. Would you, yes. Would you say, this is just a view, or would you say, this is true?
1: Uh, I would say it's a view. It's a view. Not sure if it's true. Uh,
0: I am. It's not, sh- it's not true. OK. <laughs> 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 so, why would I say it's not true that thoughts come from nowhere what would be the problem in that view if I, if I said they came from nowhere what, what, what would make that, As meditators often say this you know, they just seem to come from nowhere and then go on and on and on and I don't control it, I don't ask for it, I don't want it or therefore it must be non-self because they come from nowhere what would be a concern to have or hold, I don't say you're holding, but to have or hold such a view?
1: Uh, you would have a wrong view, that could be a concern.
0: Yeah, well, alright. What might make it wrong? I don't like the word wrong, but yeah. <laughs> because
1: and that's not the reality.
0: God, right, and why, why is it not the reality that thoughts do not come from nowhere. What would, it, what would it mean, if we lived our life and thoughts could come from nowhere? What would it actually mean?
1: Uh, <laughs> it would be pretty embarrassing actually.
0: Like <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> it would be embarrassing. It would be, but what would make it embarrassing?
1: Um, that any thought could come into my mind right now, like sitting right beside you, out of nowhere? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, if it it was true, thoughts could come from nowhere, then anything else could come from nowhere. Anything could come from nowhere. And nowhere would be the cause for everything because it comes from nowhere Mm -hmm. it would be a rejection of dependent arising if they could come from nowhere the thoughts could come, it wouldn't need consciousness it wouldn't need memory, it wouldn't need feelings, it wouldn't need information, it wouldn't need experience, it wouldn't need a a human being uh, whatever, because thoughts come from nowhere. It wouldn't require any of that. You don't believe that, do you? Uh, a few
1: minutes ago, I did. Oh. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, I think I got maybe confused with the three characteristics that Buddhists usually talk about, uh, mm-hmm. which also includes corelessness. Co- co- uh, co- co- core. Core. Corelessness. Coreless. Co- corelessness. Like. I don't know, so, <laughs> so, 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 so the three characteristics are the unsatisfactoriness, oh yeah, right. uh, and then the impermanence, yeah. and then the coreless nature of things. Oh, right. um, well, uh, so I think I may have confused that with dependent arising, maybe.
0: <laughs> have you read too many books? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts require something, other factors to make it happen. In this case it requires a human being, it requires feelings and memory and conditions, etc. And because all of that's there, there can be a dynamic and the thoughts come out, as you say, and there can be the mindfulness, as you report, of the thoughts. Hmm? Ooh there is this thinking happening, whatever. There is this thinking about what am I going to say to these questions, or whatever it might be. The very fact that you, and I ask, can speak about thoughts, we can see thoughts, we can notice they arise, we can notice they stay, we can notice (coughs) they pass, therefore the thoughts can genuinely be an object of interest interesting what are these thoughts arising? The very fact that you can look at your thoughts so to speak means that you are not your thoughts when you look at this or this or this you don't think oh that's me so the looking at thoughts is to see thoughts as thoughts is to see thinking as thinking and sometimes it is to take an interest what help trigger or spark these thoughts what was the mood was there some reactivity was there a contraction was these thoughts related to contentment or happiness were these thoughts deep thoughts because the meditation was deep so we're interested in thoughts we're not saying they come from nowhere. They do have a background. We may not see the background. So then we say, oh, they come from nowhere. But they come from somewhere. If the tree comes out of the ground. We know it, the tree has roots. We can't see the roots, but we have the confirmation there's a tree. There's no tree upright without the roots. So if we're interested in the background or the roots as it were, to what emerges. We're deeply interested in that uh, there. Since we can observe it, look at it and work with it, we can say, in Dharma language, this is not me, this is not myself, I'm quoting the Buddha here, this is not who I am. We can observe the process uh, there. What, what do you think my next question might be?
1: Uh Are you looking at your thoughts thinking this is no self? (laughs) No, 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 no.
0: My my next question will will be the thought could arise okay, I am not my thoughts (laughs) because I can look at them I can talk about them I can describe them I can write about them they're an object of interest just like other people in the room, there are objective interests. Question might arise then who on earth is looking at the thoughts? Is that me? Am I looking at the thoughts? Am I, the Self, witnessing the thoughts? It feels like it. Mm-hmm. It can feel like I am sitting here and I am observing you. You are sitting here and you, the Self, is observing me. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I would like say no, <laughs> very hesitantly. <like> <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so I, I kind of had this, this view that uh, it's the awareness that, that looks through you. It's like through the awareness <laughs> you look at the world.
0: All right, okay. Go on. So on the that way.
1: the no self-view arises because of that nature. Um, All right. um, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. So yeah. So we will if I put it in a slightly different language but similar, so I haven't forgotten the unconditioned, you know. We're, we're, <laughs> we're moving along. So let's say, there are times in the practice, in exploration there in which the awareness or mindfulness presence <coughs> consciousness, whatever word we like feels fairly well established present and the world then seems to be a world which is kind of subject and object the object In this case my eyes, see the people around here, and you, and uh, the object, of course the sounds, they're all objects. But the object also can be the body. See the body is an object, the shape, the form, the age, the colour, the weight, blah blah blah. But also the awareness, mindfulness, can also reveal the state of mind and describe it, sometimes, quite well and precisely. It is an object to the subject. The object could be feelings and thoughts. So that which is an object is not the subject, it's an object. That which I observe, I see, um, or witness, or I'm mindful of, this is not me, this is not myself, this is not who I am. There. So then one is left, so to speak, with the bare subject. Bare subject, for the moment, we're calling awareness, or we call it consciousness, uh, we call it mindfulness, uh, being present to, it's all language of the sub- subject. What will show... With the same clarity that you can say, this mindfulness, this awareness, this consciousness is not me, not myself, not who I am. It feels like it, it feels like I am an observer, it feels like I am uh, mindful of you, I am uh, sitting here, whatever. Feels like I am the observer. I am the witness. I am the uh, meditator. What would help to show that may not be true? Um,
1: if the consciousness or the awareness goes mm-hmm. away.
0: Yes. Then.
1: <laughs> then there would be nothing left, and that would sh- that would possibly not show me, <laughs> but sort of show right. that, yes, it is not me All right. without but, showing me
0: But wouldn't, aren't there times just um, uh, there, this phenomena of mindfulness or awareness or uh, consciousness one might be when we go to sleep That's what I was coming up to <laughs> Not much sense of I and me and my mm-hmm. at that time we're, we're out Got, uh, there Uh, there can be plenty of times when the self is not mindful not aware not very clear at at all and the self has wandered around into thoughts or into states of mind so what does it say about the subject? the so-called subject See what I mean? Sometimes that, the eye that, lands that. in the end and says, Oh, I am aware, I am mindful, I am meditating. And then the yeah. eye for conditions goes somewhere else. It goes to sleep, right. it goes to uh, obsessing about some object. Mm-hmm. What will it, what helps to show that we cannot find any permanent or substantial self in mindfulness?
1: Um, because as the awareness goes away, the mm. self goes away too. All right. But then yeah. the rest of the consciousness still continu- continues. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Possibly not, sorry. because my awareness went <laughs> <made> away.
0: <laughs> no, <I expect> <laughs> we could say, um, uh, human being finds that the sense of I the sense of the feeling, it's a friction actually, besides a little friction um, keeps landing in different places hmm? sometimes it lands on what's going on out there sometimes it lands around the body, health and sickness and pain and pleasure and sometimes it's in the emotions and etc. and I feel I'm so unhappy, I'm so happy lands in the thoughts, I am thinking, or my thoughts keeps landing, so when it lands noticeably, in one place, at the time, it's not noticed in another place. Ah. When you're caught up in all your lovely theories and thoughts, uh, then thinking, 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 right. then, much else, the I is not connected with. Not, you know, it's not about pain in the body, mm-hmm. it's not, what, what did I have for lunch, it's all about thinking. So the I and my keeps landing, Buddha's language, in these different places. When it's with one or two, it won't be with the other ones. Sure, Mm? Uh, exactly. So there's no permanent place for this I to land. It does land, and sometimes it doesn't, uh, etc. What's the relationship of that to the unconditioned?
1: I think that's what I'm trying to find out. I know,
0: <laughs> I'm avoiding the answer.
1: I'm okay,
0: <laughs> returning it to you. Um, go slowly. Go that, slowly.
1: <laughs> that it may not land on the unconditioned at all, given no, I, I, that it could arise out of unconditioned
0: assumptions. You got you got me. Okay. Um, I, not, 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 not easy, the, 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 the question. Forget, forget for a moment, unconditioned as an object, as you know, uh, it's going to be problematic. Um, get a little bit closer to the immediacy of your experience. The immediacy of the experience is saying, at times, the I arises. Initially, you were talking about some thoughts. Sure. Talk about feelings and other other uh, matters. And the sense of I and my, it does move and change around, you know, quite a lot. Those are things which you and I had in the past, not things that we have. Some of the things I have had in the past, and now in the charity shop, they were mine. They're not mine, including some of my books. Mm -hmm. Very good location for some of my books is the charity shop. And, so it was mine, now it's not mine. Then we're looking a little bit carefully, oh, I and my is just landing, landing in a place. Still with the question, forget unconditioned though it's something out there. In this immediate world of conditions, Mm -hmm. with the sense of I and my landing, sometimes no self is there, sometimes The sense of I and my is very mild, I'm just sitting here, you're sitting there sometimes it's quite strong, this is my, whatever what is the relationship of all of that to the unconditioned it's a very difficult question but you can answer it, I'm human. Uh, It is
1: that, that's lending? Is it like, I, Sorry, so, so, is it that, that's calling, that as mine?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're struggling, <laughs> yeah. humanly enough. I'll, I'll, I'll try, how about, we drop the word for a moment, unconditioned okay. word. The, the, the Buddha used over a hundred different words. That's just one of them. The tradition has made it a popular one, but it's, it's not used a huge amount it's in the text there. Let's take something that might be a little bit more feeling important. Let's take the word freedom. Hmm? What is the freedom in the midst of this world we live in, with sometimes the appearance of I and my? What is the freedom to be realised in all of this?
1: Uh, that there's no I or mine which equals to freedom or liberation? I'm
0: struggling. No, no, struggling. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Okay, let me go to other uh, Other, I might just send you back. I'm, I'm getting near to thank you. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here is the, the world of presentation. The world of presentation is fairly simple. What is presented to the eyes, ears, nose, tongue, touch the five senses, what is presented. And also what is presented inwardly is called feelings and thoughts, memories, consciousness or, or mind- mindfulness for that. Is any of that dynamic a real problem. Is there anything problematic about seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, feeling and thinking? No. No. Nothing inherently problematic about it. Sure. Right. Sure, sure? Yeah. Yeah. If there's nothing problematic about it, could it have, could it lose its power to condition your life to make you suffer. If there is nothing inherently problematic, could it, and there is a seeing and knowing, it loses its power to make your life a problem?
1: True, yeah, it could. Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: So, it doesn't have the power to condition you in a suffering way. Yeah. That's the unconditioned.
1: Thank you. Okay? <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank
0: you. All right. <laughs> Let's have a, a quiet minute or two, then another invitation.